Welcome to Watch for Crappins, a podcast about all that crap on Bravo that we just love to talk about. I'm Ben Mandelker, and joining me today is the wonderful and hilarious Mr. Ronnie Karam. Hey, Ronnie, how are you? Well, hi, Benoon. What you doing? Oh, you know, it's Monday morning. We got just like a million things to watch this week. I'm just bracing for the tidal wave that we're going to get through before the holidays. What's going on with you? <laughs> yeah, same. They're really getting us with this Miami. I mean, what the hell? Hey, how about you guys maybe announce that you're going to post four Miamis at once? Like, give a recap or a heads up, okay? Yeah. I'm not asking for a personal email, but the whole internet's like, oh my God, there's four Miamis up. And I almost had a nervous breakdown. So what I know. are we going to do? How are give we going to do like, that? <laughs> give us heads up. Or give us a screener for crying out loud so we can serve the people. But um, uh, either way, um, we are talking Real Housewives of Potomac today. We're going to have the first episode recap of Miami up later. And then the other ones, we don't know when we're going to put them up. we got to figure it all out. Someone just added three full episodes onto our schedule. So we're going to, we're going to, we'll get to the bottom of that. So for all those mm-hmm. people who are wondering, everyone's saying, tweeting us saying, are you guys covering Miami? Why aren't you covering Miami? We have literally always covered Miami. We've actually been Miami champions for 10 years. So don't you worry. We are covering Miami because it is so good. So that's that's going to be happening. Also, everyone, uh, be sure to come support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash watch what crap ends. Um, uh, you get access to our bonus episode every week. I'm sure we'll be talking about White Lotus. Um, also, Crappens on Demand. You watch us on video doing our recaps. It's really fun in our Discord community. So come join us over there. Patreon.com slash watch for Crappens. And of course, it is the holiday season coming up. I mean, Hanukkah starts next week, okay? I mean, and if you are someone like Lisa Hochstein who's decided to become Jewish all of a sudden, then guess what? You can buy a Hanukkah gift or a Christmas gift, whatever you want. Go to crappensmerch.com and uh, get yourself some cool stuff. Okay, everyone? <laughs> yeah, use Lenny's credit card before it's cut off. <laughs> you got you a Hilling Journey shirt. Um, I actually just got my Be Real Hot oh, Pink yeah? hoodie. Yes, nice. I look very cute. I'll wear it on our next Salt Lake City recap. Be Real. Be, be real. real. Be real. Um, so you watched White Lotus, I'm assuming. Let's not talk about the ending. No spoilers I'm not talk- here. I'm, well, I'm definitely not talking about the, the, the ending, but I am going to say I was very angry because I was driving over to my friend's house. It was 7.30 at night, okay? 7.30 at night, and I was at a stoplight, and I just, you know, I sort of like mindlessly went onto Instagram. I wasn't thinking like, I didn't even need to check no. anything. It's just like, it's just yeah, like, bad habit. Move. and right there, one of our friends posted a meme at 730. Like it was <laughs> people are such dicks. And that's what I was going to say about it too. Like this fucking white lotus. Okay. We, we all love it. I guess. I mean, I guess 
I guess this season especially, people are really into it, which is cool. I love it too. But man, you guys, like you're watching it on Pacific time and posting spoilers as it goes. I mean, not even a spoiler alert. You're like, here's who died. Here's how it happened. Here's yeah. why it was great. I hate this person for doing this and that person for like, come on, people. You got to be on it. And I just waited until I had finished doing my Potomac notes and something else was on that I was watching. Oh, I guess I had to finish Miami and I had to watch Family Karma. And so I'm just like waiting, you know, I'm like, oh my God, once I finish all of this, I can sit down to White Lotus. And I opened the fucking, tw I mean, I, you know, it's like habit. You just press, start pressing yeah. buttons and swiping around. And I didn't find out who died, thank God, even though I think I kind of knew. But, um, Something else that had happened, someone spoiled it. And I was like, man, you guys, you just have to go completely dark people are when dicks. this stuff is airing. Yeah, people are jerks. You know, it's like, oh, okay, so you won. Congratulations. You were the first person to post this meme that is now going to, the exact same joke is going to be made by 5,000 people. Well, exactly. I'm glad you tried to ruin everyone else's night. Well done. No, it, what, do it, you it, get better reservations <laughs> at a restaurant for doing shit like that? Like, who who do you look better for I am, to be oh my an God, asshole I have, like I am so living in this energy right now, Ronnie, because, like, I am, like, I've been in a foul mood all this morning. I thought by this morning I would be better. Because, I mean, to be fair, the meme that I saw just, like, heavily didn't outright say this is the person who died, but it, it like, heavily suggested it. Or, like, if, or if you just had some, like, put two and two together, you'd realize... And I just was so mad because um, I was just mad that, like, you couldn't wait. Like, was it that important to get your meme up that quickly? Do you, was your meme going to go that much more viral? And so, like, I just was – I was so furious. And the memes were everywhere. It's not even just that one person. They were everywhere. And I was, like, mad at all the people. I mean, I immediately – I immediately, you know – you know, turned away from my phone. I was like, oh shit. And I wasn't really sure, like, was it a spoiler? And then as I was watching the show, I still really enjoyed the show and I still wasn't convinced, like, oh, maybe it wasn't that. And then when the person died, I was like, oh, it was. And then I sort of like retroactively was like on principle, I was mad and I was mad at all the people. Andy Cohen spoiled it for some people. Someone messaged me saying Andy Cohen spoiled the White Lotus for me because he just like fully tweeted it out. And meanwhile, we're like last week. I'm like, thank you, Andy Cohen, so much for the shout out for Watch What Happens Live this week. I'm like, fuck you for posting about White Lotus. <laughs> yeah, you're like but die, die, Andy Cohen. I just, um, I, I just think, like, you know, their response. People, when you get mad when people spoil things, their response is always this indignant. Well, you should have been off social media. Well, you should have been off social. How about you get off social media for two hours? How about that? Why do yeah, I have to be the one? How about you get the fuck off social media? Like, how am I supposed to know when there's a hurricane coming or a child yeah. kidnapped or God knows it's raining in Los Angeles? How are you supposed to know if you don't have social media? It's seven thirty, and I want to see a cat thing. Okay, yeah, I'm jerks. sorry, but like the thing is also it's like me going on social media is is ha if there's a habit that's been formed. It's more likely that like you posting a meme is not a habit. Like you can control your thing more. You're asking me. You're asking me to stop breathing, okay? Whereas, like, you you can do, you can hold off. Like, at least I was, I fully believed, like, okay, you know what? Like, it's a big show. People have things to say. They're going to want poster memes. I think the respectful thing is to wait until, like, 10 o'clock because that's when it's aired on the West Coast. And I know with streaming, timelines are different and everything. I just think, like, having something up so early. And, you know, this happened to me with the Survivor finale. This, not this season because it's, hasn't come up yet but last season it was a really good season and someone posted a meme like not meme they posted a photo with the with the winner at, at like it was 8 30 p.m it hadn't even started airing on the west coast yet i just was like you're a dick 
you're just a dick. Yeah. And like, I mean, I love the person. By the way, I love all these people. Like, I love them. But like in this moment, you're a dick. And you know, I mean, my only retaliation is that I just mute them, and I'm just, not, I'm they're muted, and and that's the way it's gonna be. And if they get mad that I muted them, I didn't unfollow, but I muted, and you know, I really don't like that. It's <laughs> mad. Oh, feels yeah, great. it's just bullshit. It's not fair. You know, wait at least until the next day or late night when it's already aired in both places. You know, there I kind of get it. But come on, I mean, while. Before it's even aired for some people, that's too much. So anyway, thankfully we had <laughs> we have Potomac, which Potomac. had no spoilers necessary. <laughs> There's no spoilers to ruin the episode. <laughs> like the spoilers, like guys, did you hear? Karen and Ray went to Candace's house. Like, how yeah. dare you? Yeah, spoiler alert, Candace cried. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. People are like, how dare you say that about Candace? Candace cried, how dare you? Take it back, Candace hater. <laughs> the gays are trying to kill me. Okay, Candace. <laughs> so anyway. That's a I'm Candace like, fan listening to one episode of this show. These gays are trying to murder me. <laughs> so, um, uh, so now we're back to, we're here. Everyone's back to Potomac. No more Miami. Okay, and uh, Karen, I wrote. Oh yeah. By the way, I was like in a haze when I was when I was watching this show. Like I barely remember anything. I'm just looking at my notes. Hey, like, what happened? Honestly, you've said that the past ten shows. Stop being in a haze when you're taking. Let's watch what happens. You got to show up. I can't. I hey, can't help being. What in are you a haze? doing in a haze every day over there, Smokey because Joe? Because it's Because the haze? show airs on Sunday night. The show well, airs on Sunday night. What are you at church? Night. What are you yeah, going to church? I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. By Sunday night, I am exhausted. Okay. I am in a haze. And you know what? Again, maybe if we got Potomac screeners, I wouldn't be in a haze because I could watch it during the day. Fine. I'm going there. I'm going there with everything. Okay. You know, I'm not in a haze right now. I'm feeling very sharp. I'm feeling sharp and prickly and unhazed. And I'm feeling very unhazy about the fact that if we got Potomac screeners, maybe I could watch them in a fresher state. That's your new OnlyFans. Hazing Benz. Yeah, you know what? It's, <laughs> All it's, the things that happens to Ben during the week that puts him in a haze. I'm a, I'm furious today. I am a <laughs> furious person. I haven't eaten food, and I'm mad about having White Lotus sort of spoiled last night. And and now, like, I'm mad that we don't have Potomac screeners. I wasn't even mad about that before we started the <laughs> podcast. We got screeners for other shows, but what? not Potomac. Some, but not others. Some get real bitchy with us. They're like, how dare you ask for screeners for Southern Hospitality? I'm like, <laughs> I you know. know 10 people oh. are watching this show, right? You need all the help you can get. Send us some fucking screeners. Are you kidding? Yeah. Sorry, we're Who's giving you free publicity. Southern Hospitality? <laughs> Literally, nobody is watching Southern Ho- I looked at the ratings. There's five no people. No one's watching it. Okay? We're watching it. And they're it. all related it. to Grace Lilly. So send us some fucking screeners. <laughs> Cut the shit. <laughs> sorry. Sorry we're elevating your show. Anyway. Oh, you caught us on a day, everybody listening. How many people have already stopped? They're just like, fuck this. Fuck these I, angry queens. Well, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm an angry queen. <laughs> I'm an angry queen today. And me you too. have to be somewhere, and you're riling me up, Ronnie. You're accusing me of being in a haze. You're making me mad, mad I'm not about accusing you. You said you're in a haze. No, I'm okay. just pointing I out. I accused myself of being in a haze, but that you accused me of being of being a... a it's a constant a, haze. That's a, my a accusation. Haze. Yeah, that's, well, my, that's my accusation. <laughs> well, what can I, I, love, I do about you know, it? I love you hazy or not hazy, just pointing <laughs> out. You're, you're, you said that the past... I'm just saying that when it's a Monday morning, and I was... And I couldn't watch Potomac early because I had to watch White Lotus. God forbid it got more spoiled for me. And then I sit down to watch Potomac and now I'm tired and hazy because there's no spoil, there's no, 
screener and I wake up in the morning and now it's like, it's like I look at something and my note says Karen is wearing a garbage bag. I'm like, what did I watch last night? <laughs> but she was wearing a garbage bag because she was going to her day spa. Well, yes. By day spa, I mean her basement, the, the sauna in her basement. The sauna that no one ever goes to unless a camera's there so that she can walk in going, ooh, mm, sauna, mm, <laughs> side, sauna, mm, I think I'll go down to the sauna, mm, ooh, it's hot, mm, the sauna. Mm. <laughs> She's selling saunas now. I've never seen somebody so excited to be in a wooden box that burns you to death. And why are you wearing a full face of foundation in the sauna? <laughs> I know. Selling sauna set. So uh, <laughs> that girl's bullying me. <laughs> hey that guys, we just sold a we just sold a sauna up on Queens. Yeah, we sold a sauna in the Bird Streets. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the most expensive sauna in sauna history. This is like a fifty billion dollar sauna. So. Hey, Chriselle, stop bringing the sauna bell. You're gonna break it again. I can't stop. I'm the smelly kid. I always dreamed of this moment. <laughs> I'm a boss. I'm a bitch. I'm a boss bitch. Sauna bitch. It's <laughs> just the sauna. Oh, no, that's the steam room. <laughs> um, so Wendy's tagline. Oh, yeah. This was an announcement I have to make. Sorry I messed up Wendy's tagline. It's not I'm a Nigerian queen with no time for me. It's a Nigerian queen with no time for mean. Which, you know, I'm actually happy about because if you've got time to mean, you've got time to clean. That's what I always say. <laughs> so, so, sorry I made that mistake. That's but good. I do hope you have time to talk about kidney stones because I really need that on, on this White Lotus <laughs> Sunday finale night. I know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Mia is at like a sports place talking with G about how she's excited for an opening of the joint. And, uh, oh, Ashley's doing TikTok dances. And then Dean is like, Mommy, wah, wah, my sticker's gone. Where's my sticker, mommy? Wah, wah. And then we see a groundhog, which I real I don't feel like I've seen a groundhog before. I think we see a lot of deer, but not never groundhog. So I really was happy about that. Yeah. Um, I'm jealous of them. They have their own day. I'm like, oh, they got out of bed and everyone gives them a fucking parade, you know? <laughs> so Rob and Giselle, um, we go to their setup, their podcast setup thing, which I love because it's still... This is just a living room, right? Do they have like an office or what? What was that? I I, I thought maybe it might be like a WeWork or a like a, <laughs> <laughs> which is already is already you know twenty times as fancy as us. You know, we'll do this from like a milk carton in the back of alley of a you know restaurant or whatever. We, but yes. uh, it's already classier than us. But I thought, wow these girls really bring huge posters of themselves to put in the WeWork? <laughs> really? Know. I mean... They did. Is, is it something I need to make fun of or something I need to copy? Because they, I would love to do my podcast in front of a giant poster of my face. <laughs> we can make that happen for our next tour. And by the way, upon further reflection, I don't think this was a WeWork. I think it was just like the lobby of an Aloft hotel. It was an Aloft. <laughs> right? Like, I, I, you could just see... Like the little cooler of, of beverages like nearby and or the refrigerator and the like the Snickers bars that you can you can buy and you have to go up to the receptionist and be like, Oh my god, I have one of these. They go, Okay, got you. And no matter what city it is, they're like, Oh yeah, that's construction right across the street. And all night it's like <laughs> brum, 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 brum. So do you they have a quieter built- room? They're like, Sir, you rented out a cement box for the night, so there's not much I can do for you. But here's some earplugs. And they say A loft earplugs. I'm like, if you have to have earplugs, the earplugs with your branding on them, you picked a loud you picked a loud way to build. 
Okay, they literally loft. build a loft hotels specifically across from construction sites. I think they find <laughs> construction sites, and if there isn't one, they will actually demolish a building <laughs> so they can rebuild something for a loft. Like that is like yeah. their that's their that's their ho- that's their TV channel. That's their hotel <laughs> channel. When you turn on the hotel <laughs> channel. <laughs> It's just a cam of the construction across the street. Oh my god. Okay, so they're at the we work in the A loft and or is it the aloft? I've always called it the aloft. I call it anyway. I'm not giving it a loft because that construction ruins the the niceness of saying aloft. They are a loft. (laughs) so they're there with uh posters of themselves also they have a personal like assistant which is amazing god what a dream life was their producer was their producer was their assistant i don't know it says robin's friend (laughs) you and your fucking hazes (laughs) you cheech um it's um let's see it's like robin's friend and assistant i think it says robin's best friend and assistant i don't know i know i wrote it down somewhere because i was like who is this carly and where can i call her they're like robin's (laughs) friend and assistant i was like damn it (sighs) so uh they are like really excited about their live show and giselle tells us who knew uh, that reasonably shady would be blowing the freak up Uh, we've been nominated for NAACP Image Awards uh, and we have millions of downloads uh, and it's so nice to be up close and personal with the people Uh, I cannot wait sometimes you just need to feel the energy Uh, I'm like you know they're going to say hi for five minutes with the people and then be like bye 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 (laughs) so we go over their plans for the live show and I think the show starts at eight but they're going to start with someone named Joe I think. And then at 8.35, they're going to come on and play a game. And then I was like, that's another great idea. Why don't we have someone come on? We should do like Karen and these girls are doing, where we just come out for five minutes. <laughs> everything else everything games. else is like a circus act. I like it. So <laughs> she's like, and then we're going to play Reasonable Luck. Or shady with Juana. I was like, oh, wow, you guys are, I can see why you need a band. Yeah. Wow, the most magnetic guest you could have on a podcast, Juan Dixon. Juan has no energy on television. Could you imagine how he is with a live crowd? <laughs> it would it would not be thrilling. But you know what? God bless. So um so the uh the twins have their birthday this week, so Giselle's not gonna be um at uh she's not gonna be at a thing. <laughs> she's not and <laughs> She's not going to be at Can- what at Candace's. No, she wasn't invited to Candace's. What was the thing at the end of the episode again? Oh, <laughs> I she was I'm saying <laughs> no. She was saying that they the kids don't want her at the party because they hate oh, the media. I was like, what is happening? Minnesota. And Robin's like, oh, I have so much going on. Look, we've got our live show. Well, we already planned that. We're coming on at eight thirty-five to play shady or not shady, reasonably shady or unreasonably not shady. Yeah. She's like, well, yeah, but then we've also got to talk about this prenup stuff. I'm like, you, oh, God. you are just making things. If you're busy, you better have a real list. Okay. This is not a real list of busy things. <laughs> so she's like, Robin's yeah, just, <laughs> Robin's just at the white Lotus waiting, waiting for a yacht to show up. She's like, I'm here. Like no yacht is coming for her. If you know what I'm saying. Oh, Robs. So she's like, I went to the lawyer and I brought my stuff on the laptop on the trip because I thought I would get a moment. Um, So she didn't prepare for her lawyer because of how crazy Miami was, which also I'm not buying it, you know. So like I'm Robin's boss. I'm like, I'm not believing that. I'm writing you up still, Missy. I don't know why I care so much. Um, But Giselle's like, well, so tell me about this conversation because Ashley said Wendy sang a different song to you at the club. Ah." 
And Robin's like, well, she was like, Robin, I love you so much. I've cried about her situation. And I was like, Wendy, don't do this. This has been going on for over a year. And Giselle's like, well, good luck with that. Da. And then she says, Robin says that she also reached out to Candace uh, to have a talk because since they got into that big screaming match in the car on the way back from the club, they want to talk and like settle everything. And she's like, yeah, she was upset about the whole speaker thing. I'm like, oh, when you brought an actual Bluetooth speaker and put it in the middle of a table at the restaurant <laughs> and played some stupid thing from Instagram Live. Yeah, of course she was upset. I would have just put it in the crab dip. Been like delicious. Thank you for pulling something out of your purse, Robs. Um, but Candace did say all that stuff. So I kind of like, I, you know, I really enjoyed the Bluetooth confrontation. I thought that was hilarious. I love bringing some $5 aisle Target technology mm-hmm. into the plot. Yeah. I'm just saying. It was, it was I just definitely. wish it lit up. You know, like when the ones have like little disco lights. They kind of light up and put lights on everyone's faces yeah like one of those like sneakers from the 80s you know um i mean say what you will about robin but it's there are very few housewives who have been able to like move the needle on prop innovations on this show i mean she is the first one to bring a bluetooth speaker uh i mean i'm trying to remember who was the first one to bring to bring files to a reunion was that potentially anna from real houses of miami was she the first one who brought a file didn't she bring a whole like dossier on leah black she's like and here's something you are married to a lawyer yes and everyone's like well congratulations <laughs> i think anna was a fr- i can't argue with it but um yeah i mean i think we're gonna see a floodgate open of bluetooth speakers being yeah, brought onto the, the new show. thing and then we're gonna be like brand shaming you know because some people are gonna have their apple speakers but they're just gonna be too big you know and mm. then some people are gonna have their series but then every time you have alexa tell somebody or sorry they're alexis but every time you have somebody tell Alexa off like every time you have Alexa tell somebody off she's going to follow it up with like I can set a special timer for this every single night would you like that and discounts for your Amazon it's like shut up I'm in the middle of telling somebody off over a Bluetooth speaker yeah because well I mean I can also see Robin being like a one and done prop thing where it's like oh wow look how she's like really advanced technology but like she's one of those technologies that gets immediately replaced like a Blackberry or a palm pilot we're like wow palm pilots and then like the iphone just comes along so like she puts her speaker out there like wow it's amazing then the next person puts like a full-on ipad in the center of the table it's like wow they have visuals too sorry robin (laughs) i thought it was pretty modern for robin i mean i was expecting a record player if anything you know someone's gonna bring a hologram and i'm excited for it (laughs) here comes one right now so Chris and Candace are in their backyard, and Candace is like being all cute. She's like, oh my God, we're having our first party because she just got her second degree. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, that is crazy. I mean, congratulations. Jesus. Yeah, Could you it's, imagine? It's like very amazing. I couldn't even, I mean, high school, I couldn't finish high school because I wouldn't retake PE, which I kept ditching. Okay. <laughs> I cannot imagine getting two master's degrees. That's nuts. Yeah. Master's is Masters is hard. Howard's a great school. So that, you know, that was like, this was not some like foo-foo program. So like, that's like very amazing. And um, like my hat is definitely off to her as much as she can annoy me. Like my hat is off to her. Although I did think it was funny that she goes, she says, I'm now able to use that business degree as I'm renegotiating contracts with new record labels. I was like, well, I hate to break the bad news for you, but 
maybe the legal degree is better for that area, but I don't know. I'll just let you have your moment. So <laughs> yeah, have uh, your moment, but also don't do that. <laughs> have somebody else. I'm the lawyer. You got the wrong <laughs> yeah. degree for that. So, yeah. um, meanwhile, we're, we're going to get emails like I have a business degree and I negotiate contracts all the time. Well, yeah, I'm not saying who can or can't. Like, I don't understand how any of that works, really. But, I mean, just as far as negotiating a contract, I would think that you want, like, someone in there who's like, listen here. Like Joey's agent from Friends. You know, you just want someone who's like, listen here. My guy's like the next Mel Gibson, huh? What, are you going to get $5? $5. Try $5 million, asshole. Call me when you mean it. I think that she should hire the ghost of the lawyer from Serial. Did you or did you not include a provision for royalties? <laughs> Your cell phone was pinged by a Best Buy. It's Leah Black as the, the <laughs> Leah cereal. Black as the. <laughs> Is this term inclusive of other? We own every the rights to every song you ever come up with. Have fun as all. <laughs> so, um, so then uh, Candace's. Um, She's inviting Karen to her her graduation party um, because uh, she feels bad because she was shady about Karen and she feels she meaning Candace feels bad about the shit that she talked about and the producer's like well when did it dawn on you that you actually did say this stuff and she goes um a producer told me that I said it <laughs> which is funny but I feel like also the producer shouldn't be doing that I'm um, hello you can't you can't mess with the subjects like that even though they literally do it every single episode. Yeah, you need straight up denial through the whole season. You know, yeah. you can't you can't be messing with things like that. it's like the mm-hmm. butterfly effect. You know, yeah, you just she, stepped on the wrong butterfly. Because now what do we have? A Candace who's likable all season. This could yeah. have changed the tide. You know, but Candace is like she's keeping up this cute. Which I did like that Ashley pulled out the secret <laughs> cell phone and started recording all of that, so we could hear Candace having a fit because. Really, Candace is keeping up this, like, oh, my God, I'm just a fun girl, a fun girl who likes backyard parties. Um, <laughs> so I'm glad we get those moments, you know, even though they're secretly recorded. But this could have been the big turning point where we could have gotten villain Candace back, you know. Yeah. But instead, you ruined it for us. You stepped on the wrong butterfly, and now we're stuck with nice Candace for another six <laughs> episodes know. or whatever. Nice. Relatively nice Candace. So then Candace is telling us that, like, um, also that, that uh, she... Robin called to like to meet up and like patch things up or whatever. And then Candace is saying how Robin is the person that she trusts the most. And she's the one that she looks the most up to. And that when she feels down, like she feels um, when things went down, she felt really horrible. I'm like, where did this Candace and Robin friendship become? Where did it come from? When did it get so tight? I guess every season Candace has a new big sister, right? One season will be Karen. One season will be Sharice. One season will be Giselle. So I guess she just goes from season to season to whoever will take her, you know? It's also like the, you know, when you fuck somebody and you're like, why aren't they calling me? I'm sure they love me, you know, because, you know, Robin and Giselle were using Candace last year to get at Monique or whenever the Monique season was. That was two years ago now, right? Yeah. So they were using her for that. And, um, you know, that's not real love. That was you just, that was a one night stand. (laughs) That was a one season stand. Yeah. And I think it's just kind of lingered. And so now she's seeing the real Robin and Giselle. Robin and Giselle are going to screw everybody over. They don't care who you are. Yeah, God bless them. So, um, yeah, God bless them with their post, their <laughs> face posters. <laughs> the way they light up those Aloft lobbies, I mean, they do they do great things for people, weary travelers. So weary regional travelers. So um, now we go to Karen's house and blast from the past. None other than Matt 
shows up. Matt, the former assistant slash maybe lawyer slash best friend slash gay. And Karen's like, mm, well, I got dressed for you. This is my creative dress because we're going to be creating. Mm. And he's like, um, I have one thing to say. May I have a drink, please? <laughs> oh, Matt! Like, Matt, we already know you're thirsty, okay? That comes without, <laughs> without a need for a warning. So it's like, I'm so grateful, Matt, here. He's very popular and successful. And I've known him since he was 16. <laughs> <laughs> really? He's very what? popular and successful. Hey, my friend Ben's coming over. He's very popular and successful, guys. Eat some ham. Eat some ham. So uh, she's planning a live show. And um, even though she has no podcast, it's just going to be a live show for Karen. And so the producer is like, well, give me an idea of how you came up with the show. And then it rewinds to Giselle saying that she and Robin are going to be doing a live show and Karen listening. And Karen goes, mm, well... I would say that my friendship with Wendy Williams sparked that desire to do a live show. <laughs> oh, oh, that, that. Well, it's funny because, you know, Ron and I, we actually decided to start this podcast 10 years ago, really because of Oprah. So, I mean, I get it. <laughs> Our friend Oprah. Our friend you know? Oprah. Yeah, we, we lived near her office. <laughs> Thanks, Opes. So, Matt's like, uh, yeah, what we're doing, you are going to bring people together for the Huger experience and she's like well it's gonna be a like a variety show on the road we just came through the pandemic so it's time for family food music art nibbles games ballet bird watching table hockey shag carpeting sinks with double duty faucets <laughs> It's called Karen and Buster's. All the ski ball you could ever want. So, <laughs> bird uh, watching. It's like okay, someone's got to focus, Karen. Philatelism. <laughs> so, um, medium rare filet mignon. <laughs> Make your own alphabet soup stations. <laughs> okay, and whoever the musical guest is, uh, she's like, well, we need to name it something first. Let's name it like an evening with the grand dame, and then very small in parentheses under and friends, and possibly an ampersand friends. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, but we need a musical guest, and they're gonna do three songs, and then you're gonna do a Q and A. Oh, that's really important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really important of it. Q&AM. Yeah, she's like, yes, it's it'll be called Karen and Friends. There'll be a mus- musical guests and a Q&A. And you know what we could do? We can focus on some of my favorite topics, like hailing a cab or wearing a beret. I, we call it sort of like cab beret. This hasn't been <laughs> done before, has it? How dare you? <laughs> like, this is, a bl- this is a blatant ripoff of Countess and Friends. I, and I love that that's where... This is clearly headed. Yeah, Karen. Karen doesn't even care. She's just gonna steal <laughs> whatever all she of can. Luann's low rent ideas. <laughs> and so Matt goes, "I have a name. We're gonna call it Keeping It Karen. You're gonna name it Kick. What does that mean? Keek? <laughs> keeping it. It's like well, it's almost like Kiki. He couldn't come up with the other eye. It's like <laughs> Keeping It Karen. And she's like, I love that. Oh, it goes, okay. Here's my vision. Okay, so cut." To a fabulous drag performer, okay? And then cut to you coming back on stage in a different look. And then cut to a Diana Ross moment. Then cut 
to you saying, be cool, don't be all uncool, okay? Then cut to a ball gown, okay? <laughs> cut to you talking shit about Bethany Frankel. Am I going too fast? <laughs> sequence, cut to sequence, fade out to sequence, fade into sequence, fade up on sequence, cross cut on sequence, fade out. <laughs> It'll be 75 minutes. <laughs> she goes, well, wow. she I goes, can see why he's very popular and uh, successful. I can see why he's in such high demand in Broadway, <laughs> on Broadway. So uh, Karen's like, hello, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Oh, well, I don't know if we have a budget for an elephant. No, metaphor. So in this girlfriend group of mine, we quite often do the same thing at the same time, very coincidentally with people doing things and me doing things about a little bit after them. It just is a very big coincidence. <laughs> and then we cut to candle stealing. Oh, really? You have a one wick, I have a three wick. It's not stealing at all. <laughs> and she's like, Robin and Giselle told me that they were doing a live show. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Do you have a bug on your face? No, I'm, I'm thinking. Is it a butt? <laughs> Do you have a fly on your nose? No, that's how I'm thinking. Hold on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you notice that, she's now moved her facial movement to just the teeth moving around in her mouth. It's yes. like there's a bug on her nose at all times that she's trying to get off um so she's like mmm, blah, 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 blah. he's like uh do you need a fly swatter no matthew <laughs> so yeah when she says that robin and giselle are doing a live show matt goes but they have a podcast though he says that almost like as if that's a bad thing i'm like, like gross <laughs> like you have a live theater they have a podcast disgusting <laughs> disgusting they have an actual reason to do a live show okay it's disgusting so um so, yeah, he's like, it just doesn't seem all that interesting. She's like, I'm the full experience. Buffet, buffet for the buffet. Like, you actually watch a buffet eating a buffet. Have you ever seen that before? Fertilizing flowers. Sky riding. <laughs> Parrots with parasols. Paris. Paris in general. Uh, turtles. I want turtles. He's I like, want iguanas yeah, uh, on jet skis. Um, they're going to be iguanas on jet skis, but in drag. I love it. I love supporting the LGBTQIA where the I stands for iguana. <laughs> That's it. Kiki. Karen. <laughs> Keep it. Keeping Karen, it Karen iguanas. Comma iguanas. <laughs> love it. <laughs> so now um, we get the Housewives commercial talking about Whitney Houston, which is I'm going to go see Whitney, even though she doesn't really look like Whitney. But, you know, I love Whitney. It's in my DNA. But yeah. it's the Real Housewives of Potomac. And, of course, Candace is like, Whitney Houston inspired me to my core. You know, and Karen's like, mm, Whitney, oh, loved her. Loved her on the Cosby Show. Whitney Houston, not Whitley. <laughs> oh, Whitney Houston, close to Dallas. Haven't been. <laughs> I, you know, you know what I love about Whitney Houston? Love field. A field made of love. Uh, that's actually an airport in Dallas. It's both not <laughs> what we're talking about and the wrong city. Kiki. <laughs> so, uh, House of Oz, talk about Wendy. Okay, so then Wendy uh, is picked up at the airport by Eddie. Her husband. A really important scene. Guys, yeah. you're going to be surprised. Wendy is in a haze. Wendy's in a haze. Just kidding. <laughs> Wendy, Just kidding. Wendy, Wendy did not get screeners for her kidney stone. <laughs> the White Lotus finale was spoiled <laughs> for Wendy, okay? She is exhausted, you guys. Just she, exhausted. She is exhausted, okay? She, she took a flight in from Chicago, 
Which, by the way, I was in Minneapolis this weekend. I have a Hayes excuse. I was I I was in the land of hot dishes. If you don't come back from the land of hot dishes without a Hayes, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with you. You're in a carb haze. Yeah, I was. So I get Wendy. I get Wendy right now. I understand why she's exhausted. So like all those hot dishes. You're just projecting onto Wendy. Another Wendy, another wedding and a hot dish. Come on. How could she not be exhausted? Well, I actually, so by the way, when I was at this wedding in Minneapolis, I did ask several Minnesotans if um, they have hot dish recipes and they, they like all did and they all involved tater tots. It was great. And um, there was this one really lovely woman and she just would, she just smiled. She was just kept on smiling at me and she just was so nice. And she's like, oh yeah, I got to a hot dish it's tater tots and cream and mushroom and green beans and more tater tots yeah do you like beyonce <laughs> <laughs> she was lovely i love god I love what a nice buffet uh tater tots tater tots <laughs> oh french fries oh and tater tots this is great who'd you get to cater this oh it was wonderful so anyway <laughs> wendy uh she just came back from chicago but she calls it chicago so she's and he's like, why do you keep saying Chicago? And she's like, isn't that, isn't that how you say it? Chicago? She's like, no, Chicago. Chicago? He's like, he's like stop saying she it. She says, like, I'm saying it Chicago. like the mobsters. Like, Chicago. He's like, no, please sit down. <laughs> so she tells us that she was there because she did an event for... I wanted to rewind it to write it down and get it right, but then I didn't. But it's like the, same. the study I was like, I'm not of doing gender this. and sexuality... Of gender sexuality, I don't know Sponsored something by something gender hotel because it also looked like a loft hotel. <laughs> I said, don't you think it's a little on the nose to have a sexuality conference when all you hear is jackhammering? Can we <laughs> like here's some a loft earplugs for the audience? <laughs> the a loft, the a loft institution of gender and sexual studies. <laughs> so she was the keynote speaker and man i'm glad she uh flew all the way there for this she's like we are the generation that like we show up as we are unapologetic i'm tired i was like wow good one good speech <laughs> worth it worth every penny and now our next speaker in iguana <laughs> is that iguana wearing a dress <laughs> this iguana is really making a talking to her huh wendy's like no matter what gender or sexuality i am i can tell you this they would be tired they would be very very tired <laughs> so um she has she's gonna she's gonna make an appointment for her kidney stones so that's like the entire point of the scene is that she gets picked up from the airport just to announce that she's getting an appointment for kidney stones because you may have forgotten because i certainly did that several episodes ago she went to the doctor and the doctor's like uh you might be getting kidney stones so because she has i didn't a remember lot on her actually plate. i'm glad for the, i'm glad for the I, mean, I think that's what happened unless i just intercepted that unless it's like my brain was like in order for the scene to make sense you have to create a new narrative then well that butterfly was stepped on to be, by that producer at the beginning of the episode so it could have changed everything <laughs> changes the future and the past so now we go to robin who goes to it's a restaurant but it looks like a supermarket on the outside it's called smashing grapes or something but it was just like enormous and there's and no one's in it except for the hostess who's been waiting and she just she's like hi i'm here to meet a friend here at least like oh sure i come over here so um she meets up with candace there and candace is like hey how are the people and then robin just starts to cry starts to bawl and i was like wow this friendship did mean a lot to her but actually it turns out that her like one of her best friends sister 
like uh, died and with her husband in a car accident. So Robin is like very uh, understandably emotional about it. And Candace is hugging her and they're kind of like having a moment of like, why are we fighting? There's so like, there's such bigger, more terrible things. Life is short. Why are we fighting about this stupid shit? But let's fight. <laughs> let's fight anyway. <laughs> but also let's still fight. Um, yeah, she's like, I really don't want to be here today. She tells the producer. Uh, but she still does it. You know, she shows up and does it. But they don't really get in a fight. They just, uh, Robin's like, I consider you a little sister. And Candace is like, yeah, and you're the only person in this group that I feel this with. And I just, you know, I just don't understand why you couldn't have just talked to me if you mm-hmm. felt like I was directing that message to you. Why did you need to use Bluetooth? And she's like, <laughs> no one's used it before. And she's like, well, I respect that you're like making moves in the housewife space and bringing newish technology into it but still it was bluetooth well but you know the the air share whatever that's called airdrop wasn't really working properly so you know it took me three different times to connect (laughs) after a certain time you can't hear the boom without starting to cry I tried getting a stenographer to write everything down and then read it back to the court but apparently they cost too much money I just found this at Target I was also considering a caricaturist from Miami Beach, but they were busy. Commercials. Here comes one right now. Um, so she's like, uh, so Candace is like, yeah, you know, you're my best friend here and I just don't understand. And Robin's like, yeah, but you were questioning my loyalty as a friend. And then we see a clip of the video with Candace just going, none of these bitches, none of these bitches are real. They're all fake she's like and you know i'm one of those bitches so i just want to point out that whole you know the chris and giselle thing i stood up for you okay you don't get an award for telling giselle to stop spreading around that candace's husband is like a sexual creep you know like some deviant creep you don't get an award for it it's like thank you for standing up to that insane fucking accusation that your friend made but you know yeah well and candace goes well i understand where you're coming from and I don't think that you're a fake bitch. And Rama goes, well, in the future, just be more specific. Like When you're being terrible, just make sure to articulate that I'm not part of the sphere of terribleness. I'm like, how about I say in the future, don't be like a dick on Instagram. So Candace's like, I just want to move on. And so now she's crying again. She's got the, the triangle out. She's poking her eye and stuff. She goes, there's just so much other stuff going on. So then they hug and they cry. And then, um, and then now this is the commercial that I stopped on. Money Court with Bethany Frankel. Did you see this commercial? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I think this is the best project I've ever been in. What what do you have, a business? What do you have, a business? That's stupid. You're an idiot. Go home. Cheetah brand. What, what is that? We already have Diet Coke. Cheetah brand. Okay? Jesus Christ. What, what did you stand on a sidewalk and drag people in here? What is this? I I want to know what gay she pissed off because the makeup she had i mean it is like whatever happened to baby jane whatever happened to baby (laughs) bethany like it is crazy how she looks like she looks she looks certifiably bonkers like this the 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 lip the eyeshadow everything she could be working at a diner she looks like she is doing cosplay from the drew carey show that one lady There is some uh, like lip liner from my memory. Um, some really weird lip liner. The whole thing, yeah, is is crazy. Uh, and I don't know if it's like a Shark Tank thing where she's doing more of like that business is stupid. Like I don't know exactly what it is, but uh, it, it made me feel like 
sad and hurt also because I felt like I got yelled at for that 30 seconds. What are you, stupid? Welcome to money court. You have none. <laughs> All right, guilty. Get out. Judge Judy is like, whoa, chill. You know, like, that is stupid. Stupid cheetah brand. This is a cheetah brand. That's a cheetah brand. This is a cheetah brand. It's like you are literally airing on a cheetah brand. Like actually every single one of your products has been cheetah brands. Um, but, but at that same time, I do kind of want to watch. I just, I do want to watch Bethany be like, what are you, are you spending your money on that? That's stupid. Why would you spend money on that? Uh, it's my mortgage. Okay. Well, so you've got a mortgage. Congratulations. Everyone's got a mortgage. Tell me something that's new. Tell me something that's unique about you. Get out of my face. <laughs> so, um, then we go to an opening of a joint chiropractic <laughs> and me as just driving along, pointing at trees going, hi family, hi fam. <laughs> She is acting like she is literally at a movie premiere right now. It's like clearly 10.30 a.m. on a Tuesday morning somewhere in D.C. And they've set up a set and repeat for a joint chiropractic. And she's like, hi, doing the double hand like Mariah Carey wave and like hugging people. And she's like, how are you, fam? And then she tries to really make herself sound like she's she has created the joint chiropractic because she goes, well, Gordon and I started developing the joint chiropractic in 2013, and we currently have 14 joint offices over four different states that we own and operate, and eight that we just get royalties from. You didn't start the joint, and I'm telling you this because I was so annoyed by the statement that I went to go to the joint chiropractic's Wikipedia page. Which Girl, turned, me too. And me guess what? Too. And uh, I bet it's, been, it's been erased. That's there what. is none. The one thing it, in the entire world that does not have a Wikipedia page, the joint chiropractic. No, let me tell you, it did have one because when you search it, it has the just it has like the first paragraph, you know, and then it's like an ellipses and you click for more. It had the first paragraph and someone went in there and erased it. And yes, I am accusing her of going in there and erasing this before this episode came out. Because how is it on the internet and then right when everybody goes to Google it, it's no longer there? That's some fishy shit. So is, I went yeah. back and I copied the uh, the paragraph that was showing on the Google search results, and then I put in those keywords, and then I found an article about it. Nice try. But you can't erase everything, all right, Mrs. Hilton? Yeah. So I went in, and it says, Dr. Fred Garretson founded yes. the joint in Tucson, Arizona to transform the tradition, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, John Richards took over in 2014 to expand and make it, you know, an even bigger franchise than it is today. So congrats. You know, I don't want to take any uh, anything away from people like out there being entrepreneurs and starting businesses, but don't go take credit for creating shit you didn't create. I can own a McDonald's franchise without, com you know, saying that I'm Ray Crocker or whatever yeah. his name is. Well, I, is it I, Ray Crocker? Betty Crocker, who cares? I think that <laughs> <laughs> the point is this I think it's great that people own franchises. I think it's very cool and entrepreneurial. And I'm like you, I don't shade it, but she's acting like she freaking founded IBM for crying out loud. Okay. Ray you have a joint, a joint chiropractic. You have some joints. Okay. Like, I don't see people who own Jamba Juices strutting around being like, well, look at me. It's a Jamba Juice. Yeah. Where's their velvet rope? <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, yeah, well, this particular location is my baby, and I think it's more so because I'm from D.C., and it's only right to bring affordable chiropractic back to our community. And then she, like, just starts nodding and waving around the diary room. Like, There's no crowd here, Mia. <laughs> Hi, fam! I can't wait to see her Oscar season biography, One Woman with a mission to bring <laughs> affordable chiropractic back 
to Washington, D.C. And then, you know, the first example of Mia being like, I'm boss bitch, was when she rearranged pamphlets in the joint chiropractic office. And today, her example is, um, Rita, did you bring the large scissors to cut the ribbon? And the lady's like, uh, no, I don't have one. Extra large scissors. We're going to need to find those. Okay, thanks. Back to the press. Back to the press. And she's sort of acting like this this joint chiropractic location somehow managed to emerge from some some sort of nefarious business deal. And there was like another location that was going to happen. And she goes, well, since we didn't have a business deal that fell through, this particular location has got to work. I don't want to get into it. It's like, what are you, Michael Clayton for crying out loud? It's a joint. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> now well, I'm just going to talk Bethany. Come on. Get they it, bring on friends and family to bring money to. Because the producer's like, where does this money come from? Is it all G? And she's like, oh, no, it's friends and family, too. But we didn't have one that fell through. So I want to know about that. And that's the story. Follow that story. Because mm. as some of you already know, because I've probably said it a million times, she's in a, a lot with her. She was posting about this, by the way, that uh, Gordon's brothers came in and stole their business and locked them out of all of their accounts. So that's stuff that's going on currently with it. So I want to know if this had anything to What's going on? I need to know. I've never been more interested in the joint chiropractic gossip. But here I am. <laughs> we'll have to circle back to this. Get it? It's a pun. So Karen uh, Karen shows up. Ooh, yes, at the red carpet. Yes. You might want to oh. adjust your expectations there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. That's really the realm of all those. That's all I've got. Yeah. yeah we're I've really got. raising the lumbar. <laughs> so Karen shows up because this is what the show is showing up at red carpets for the joint chiropractic. <laughs> and she's like, well, it's a no brainer for me to show up for Mia. I don't throw my friendships away. That's how I roll. I'm here at the, at the red carpet for, Oh, Oh, I thought this would be at the Willard hotel. No, this is just a joint chiropractic. Okay. I see what's happening here. No-brainer for me to show up for a no-brainer. Mm. <laughs> so then Jacqueline comes in and just is like, oh, my God. Squealing fakely as Jacqueline does. And then Karen's like, Mia, 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 Mia. I feel like uh, disc has slipped in our friendship. Can we please move right over here? <laughs> and, yeah, then she asks, like, if her mom's going to be there. And Karen's like, and Mia's like, no, no. So then they she are, didn't make it. And she makes it like this sad thing, like her mom's ditching her. Your mom is at home babysitting your children. Or are the children here? I don't know. But my first thought was like, don't shame your mother. You know you're using her for babysitting duties right now. Yeah, your mom is doing one of many different things that are more important than the grand opening of a joint. <laughs> so, um, so then her kids are probably there. I take it back. Okay, I take it all back. I yeah, quit the show. I'm out of here. Her son is in like this cute little uh, suit. So then, um, so now they have tables set up out, out front, and there's like it's Karen and Jacqueline sitting at a table, and I don't think there's anyone else. And Mia busts out a microphone. A microphone and she's hi everyone i'm like who are you broadcasting to okay what 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 new year's ball is about to fall down on this thing like why why is this such a production welcome to the joint cathedral commons when gordon and i created the cathedral commons back in <laughs> 
1843, we said, ow, my back. It really hurts creating comments, especially <laughs> cathedral kinds. So here we are, finally achieving our dream of opening a back place here. <laughs> oh, well, I have to say that any cathedral that I go to is an uncommon cathedral. I'm leaving. <laughs> so, so they cut the ribbon. And now the joint is open for business in Cathedral Commons, everyone. So go get your back adjusted. Yeah. Um, and now we go over to Uncle Lump's house where Ashley's showing up with Dylan and uh, Monica's in the backyard. That's Lump's uh, wife. And um, and so uh, Michael has Dean for the day because Ashley says that like she was going to bring Dean also. But then Michael was like, no, I want to hang out with Dean. No, I want to hang out with Dean. And uh, then they started yelling at Ashley. Uh, that she doesn't plan anything properly, and it just got real dirty and nasty. And it was so nasty that Dean has started yelling, Stop, lady and gentlemen, please stop this. Oh, I've had enough yelling. Can a man concentrate on his tiddlywinks? Thank you. <laughs> Excuse me, I don't know why you're yelling when a sticker has gone missing in my bedroom. This is an emergency. <laughs> Funny that mother drove me home from preschool, father flew on a plane, yet no one knows how to find the transportation known as the choo-choo train to get the Cheerios into my mouth. Wah-wah, <laughs> you all are fighting, and I've just learned that my mouth actually is a hangar for airplanes. How about that? That's terrifying. Wah-wah. <laughs> Wah-wah. So she's like, I just can't argue with him anymore. And Monica's like, you need to think about your boys and yourself. You need to think about it. But <laughs> Ashley doesn't know that if she wants to move into a big house now with just two kids and herself because it's scary, scary. you know, being alone. I'm like, but isn't it scary you're having my... I mean, it's not like someone besides Michael is showing up to help. It's Michael showing up to help you. It's better to be alone. You're literally with Gollum, okay? That's like the most terrifying thing to raise your children around. So this is Monica's scene, because Lump has really taken... Lump has always been the star of these family scenes, but Monica's like, you know what? Today, I'm going for my Emmy. And she's just like full of amazing inspiration. She's like, Ashley, you've got us. There's tons of family who are there for you and love you. Being separated from Michael isn't going to change who you are as a person. You're a wonderful person and a great human being. Don't let anyone take you down. Didn't we almost have it all? <laughs> this December, starring Monica, Ashley's aunt. Well, I'm not really who she uh, sure who she is, but I'm going to see the movie. <laughs> Like, it's not the Whitney commercial anymore, Karen. But yeah, Monica's like, this is not going to change who you are as a person. Just what you buy as a person, which isn't going to be a lot because you're going to be poor. But a happy poor, a happy poor. Na, 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 living. I believe baby Dean is the future. Find a sticker and let him guide you. <laughs> I believe in Jello and me. I believe in you. I want to run to my sticker. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And if I find my sticker, ooh, 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 ooh. so then we go to the airport where Candace is picking up Dorothy. <laughs> 
And I was just thinking, where's Dorothy been? And here she is. She's been somewhere. So she comes out, and uh, Candace tells us that their flight, their flight, their relationship has gotten a little bit better. Um, and she's like, "Yeah, we haven't always had the uh, best relationship." And then we get a clip of uh, Dorothy saying, "You're the narcissist. You're the bride, and that's just you." God, I, I miss her. I really liked their um, their opening patter. Which is that Dorothy gets in, in the car and she's like, well, I, I got really tired on the plane. And Candace goes, so you went to sleep, but then it got really bumpy. That's the devil. <laughs> I was like, wow, so you guys are just <laughs> have just decided you're going to keep it super on the surface now. Yeah. So um, she tells her that her period was supposed to start days ago. Candace tells her mom, not the mom tells Candace. That would really be a plot <laughs> twist. Um, and the mom's like, oh, a baby. Oh, maybe maybe you can calm down and start cursing and stop stop using that word so much. And she's like, "Um, children can hear curse words, and no, they aren't to use them. You fucking a bee." She's like, Ooh. and a perfect example of children knowing that it's not a great thing to be your parents. Giselle's kids, Giselle's wonderful, wonderful children, <laughs> who the twins are celebrating their sweet sixteen, like truly the best kids on Bravo, like with by, by by a country mile they're there to celebrate their sweet 16 it's actually such a nice scene i actually loved this scene because it was just you know i've i've just always loved giselle i'm sorry i do she's messy she is mean she does all the wrong things all the time but i just love her and i think it's that her, there's something i think seeing her around her daughters there's just i just love it i love like the giselle around her daughters so much and um and i also love the way they can't stand having her around too mom so well, it's, i know you're not really a country person but have you ever been around a chicken because chickens are mean as hell okay they, they will chase you and they will bite you mm. but man they it, still make good, good eggs oh. they still make good eggs you know so you learn to appreciate the chicken you know <laughs> So you're saying Giselle is like a big chicken. <laughs> I'm saying her eggs are good, you know. Good She's eggs. Got good eggs. That's what we're yeah. Doing so then um Giselle is there, you know, going candy table there rock if there rah. And um Cal comes and she promises to stay in the other room with her friends and the kids can party by themselves. Mm-hmm. Although it's like a very adult party, you know, it's like a really long table where they can have a fancy dinner yeah. sitting I actually also like that side. too. I love that it was not a, a totally ridiculous reality TV sweet 16. It was just like it was just like a nice sweet 16. Like they like the kids all had a room and they probably had like a little dance floor or something like that, but it was like a normal 16-year-old, you know, kind of thing. It wasn't you know, it wasn't like an, an entire tent and lights and the whole crazy it wasn't like my super sweet 16 on mtv it was just like sweet and lovely so um then giselle's friends start showing up so ashley's there and then shasha arrives shasha's still like on the phone like hello reservations hi i'm gonna need a spot to stay overnight i'm at a sweet 16 <laughs> reservations yeah, and she has brought her daughter. So we see your daughter, which is really cute. And um, Giselle, when uh, Sharice comes in, Giselle does her. <laughs> that laugh she does. It's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, it's like, hi, hi, hi. And um, they talk about, God, isn't this crazy? Kids just get so old before you know it. There they are, <laughs> suing you. And Ashley's like, um, yeah, you know, that old saying, um, uh, the Michaels are long, 
but the uh, the ears are short or something like that. Um, I think it's that the skin is scaly, but the ears are wide. That's what you say about Michael, right? <laughs> so then, the cleanup calls for death, but the ears are short, hopefully. So <laughs> hopefully everybody feels better after that one. So now um, Giselle and Jamal give a speech. And Jamal starts, he's like, thank you all for coming and being such great friends to our daughters. We are so overwhelmingly proud of you know all the kids were like oh my god <laughs> never go to a sweet 16 when the girl's dad is a preacher <laughs> you have caused us all zero problems in 16 years right thanks dad thanks <laughs> uh and Giselle's like these children are my heart and my soul please bring in the giant picture of me to stand in front of while i give this speech but it's cute and uh, the kids are like taking tiktoks of each other during the speeches which is yeah. so kids you know and then um candace is twerking on some chairs um, chris actually i believe oh. she's uh, which is he does have a stack of chair energy you know he, he, does, he does like chris you know chris definitely has stack he chair definitely energy. like reminds me of like going into the community room at my synagogue and there was like a stack of chairs you had to like take them all off and put them around the table to sit down or roll them into the different room yeah um yeah i wrote candace twerk son cheers so there you go <laughs> so she's She's so excited to have a party, and um, there's a snake in the backyard. She's like, oh, my God, it's a snake. And her mom's like, Candace, I thought Giselle wasn't coming. There's Giselle, Candace. Candace, there's Giselle. Giselle's the snake, Candace. Candace, ah. that snake had a hard time sleeping on the plane, too, Candace. <laughs> the snake's like, and then it got bumpies. <laughs> the snake so, has a little triangle. Things like I'm just trying to enjoy a party. <laughs> it's like the triangle snake. It comes out, and instead of a rattler, it's just got like a little triangle. It's always dabbing its eyes with. Uh, so, um, uh, so then people are coming over. So Ray and Karen show up, and um, Candace comes downstairs, sort of like in like a sort of a cocktail dress i guess you could say it's just something much more chic than what you would think for a picnic and ray's like i thought it was a picnic and she's like ray so um we learned that chris and dorothy are they've they have brokered a piece because last year they had obviously an issue with a parking lot music video when dorothy was kind of like you know he doesn't contribute anything so they kind of have like an uneasy piece so they're like chill for the moment Every peace deal should be brokered by Andy Cohen on a phone call at a reunion. He's just like, so, do you think you should just say you're sorry? Come on, just say you're sorry to Chris. And she's like, well, okay, Andy, I guess. And that was the peace deal, you know? Yeah. Get to work. There's a whole world in trouble. You know, if it's that easy, get to it. So then um, uh, Cherise shows up with her daughter and um and then wendy comes shows up and of course wendy's like come on two degrees two degrees yes two degrees you know i'm here for all the degrees two degrees i mean it's not four but it's two and we love it but not four not four degrees at all i'm so tired for just saying that so ray is out with chris doing the we're men let's stare at the at the barbecue grill thing and ray goes is that beef and chris is like yeah London broil 
was like, wow, God, glad they got a camera. So then um, Candace is talking about how she took a pregnancy test this morning and it was negative and she was disappointed, but now they can finish their egg retrieval process. And then we see what she's doing in the backyard. And she's like the new, I don't know, does Cinderella like kids? I don't know, but she's just walking around like picking up children. I was like, how many children are here? She just kept picking up children being like, I love you, you're so gorgeous. <gasps> Is that a baby? Hand me that baby. God, you gorgeous little muffin baby. <laughs> it was definitely photo op central for her. So um, so then Karen's asking Robin, she's sitting down with Robin. She's like, Robin, like, when is the wedding? And Robin's like, oh, um, and she's like, I mean, seriously, do we have a wedding dress? Is there a venue? Like, what's going on? She goes, well, we're working on our plans. And she's like, working on the plans? And she's like, well, we're going to do a private ceremony with just the four of them. So Karen is totally skeptical, and she's like, listen, just say, this isn't for me and Juan. We ain't, we're not going to get married, and we like shacking, and it's none of, none of your business, Karen, and then I will, I'll mind my business, and you, but you make it my business. And I'm just like, that's actually what they said for like the first four years of this show, and then they got so tired of you guys asking, saying like, oh, but you guys really like each other. You guys should get back together. You guys should get back together. You guys should get remarried. They're finally getting remarried, and now you're like, well, if you're not going to get remarried, you guys should just shouldn't have even bothered trying to get getting, mar- getting married again. Yeah. Um, so then Karen, Wendy comes over and Karen's like, busy, very busy, sorry. And like leaves to go somewhere else. And so Wendy's like, um, now, uh, Robin, last time I saw you, we had a really good drunk conversation. So I'm just checking in with you because I know that people say, you know, uh, drunk mind speaks to a sober heart. And what I said to you is how it felt. And I was very hurt by the things you did. But you know what? I miss our friendship. I really miss our friendship. And Robin's like, oh, well, I've had time to think about it. And I just don't know why you're comfortable having that conversation with me in a bar when there's no one from the group around and you didn't have to win a debate publicly in front of people. Well, you were at a bar with everybody you're else. Drunk. Yeah. So. It's called getting drunk. I mean. That's what happens. Yeah. So Wendy's, Wendy looked kind of mad, but she also was like, I'm going to. I'm going to swallow my pride here because I can't have this fight with Robin going on while also like having a fight with Mia. So she's like, well, that is a valid question coming from someone who doesn't have two degrees. And, you know, I sat down and had liquid courage and told you how I felt in that moment. And I didn't want what we had to be completely gone. And I guess what I'm coming to you to say twice now is uh so you know it's genuine is saying that i am sorry that i hurt you and i valued our relationship enough to come make it right please don't make me do this a third time because it's probably gonna go left very soon yeah so robin's just staring at her and then she goes so are you waiting for me to acknowledge something and she's like come on robin aren't you gonna say you're sorry and she's like for what (laughs) Um, for like surgery shaming her and telling her that she's acting all different because the only reason she's getting surgery is trying to keep up with some mistress that her husband has. I mean, what the fuck, Robin? What the hell? Yeah, that. That. Yeah. So Wendy's like, well, you're going to say you're sorry for hurting my feelings. And she's like, well, I said that already. I'm like, I don't remember her saying that. And they didn't even bother showing footage of it. So Wendy's like, well, can you say it again? (laughs) She goes, well, I'm sorry, but I already said it. And then Wendy's like, oh, I'm 
starts making a big to-do and is like, you apologize to me. And Robin's like, she's still annoying, but I'll take this one day any day. <laughs> so then we get, uh, then we cut to Candace. He's like, is that a baby? Give me that baby. <laughs> God, you're beautiful. It's like, wow, a lot has changed in a year. Seriously. Jeez. So um, now Karen wants to talk with, with uh, Candace or Candace wants to talk with Karen and everything. And so uh, Candace is like, so, um, remember we were at dinner, that last dinner in Miami, and Ashley told you that I said that you were in these streets. <laughs> Does she remember? <laughs> I love that. She, remember that thing? Remember that moment? I'm like, you mean the moment when Karen walked away from the table and walked back again? I think she remembers it. <laughs> um, and she's like, you know, I was, it's my bad. Look, I love you and Ray. And maybe you're just in those streets together. And she's like, well, let me say, Candace, it means a lot for you to say that. Do you have something on your face? No, 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 I'm just thinking. <laughs> Do you need a fly swatter? No, 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 listen, listen. You know, it means a lot to me. And you and I have made progress. All of slow pro slow progress, but maybe steps, am I right, Candace? That, it's a keeping it caring experience, Candace. I have a question. Does that snake under the tent have an agent? Because I think we might have a great slot for it in, in our Cleveland show. So she's like, yeah, you know, um, she, Karen asked her about her and Ashley, and she's like, yeah, that's not going great. And listen, our group is disjointed enough. And even though I don't like some of these people, I'm upset we're not all here together. Like, well, you could have invited you could them. could have invited you know? them. And it was actually your it party. It is your party. You literally have all the control. <laughs> So now Ray's talking to Chris. Ray's like talking to Chris about Giselle not being there. And Chris is like, well, I was just trying to help Giselle understand. He's talking about what the, the thing at the, at the reunion. He's like, you know, I was just trying to help Giselle understand how Candace communicates. So they might communicate better at the end of the day. And your feelings are your feelings. And if she was uncomfortable, she was uncomfortable. But it wasn't because of anything I did. So and Ray's like, well, why don't you just go the high road and, and apologize to her because it was a, it was a misunderstanding it's like apologize for what apologize for what he's like well she misunderstood your intentions apparently he goes huh but there were no intentions <laughs> and then he's doing that thing where he's chewing on a toothpick he's like yeah yeah what intentions <laughs> and um he, the producer, at, this is Chris and Candace in the diary room and the producer's like well why not just say you're sorry just say sorry that you were uncomfortable and he's like because admitting i did something wrong and i didn't do i didn't do nothing wrong or whatever chewing on that toothpick he's just yeah. always has a toothpick he's... in his mouth and candace is like yeah and let's say they do meet and talk we don't know what giselle's gonna say you know because we didn't know what she was gonna say this afterwards so how are we gonna know what giselle's gonna do and uh so then Candace is like making a speech to everyone, like thanking them all for coming. And while she's making this speech, her Oscar speech, Chris is like all flustered. And he's like, too many people in here. So he goes like outside and Candace is like crying about herself. She's like, we're celebrating my MBA. And I have to thank my mom for being an example. If I didn't know exactly how I did not want to be, I never would have gone for that MBA. Thank you, mom. I'd also like to thank Trino. Trina, thank you for everything that you've done for me. Uh, so she's crying, and Chris just goes outside and closes the door behind him. And he's like, apologize for fucking what? Huh? And um, 
he he sits down with somebody while Candace is like, it's so wonderful to look around the room and see your blessings. And it reminds me of what I'm capable of. And then he's just sitting on the balcony all pissed off, like, apologize for what? Bullshit. I'm like, wow, you can't even, you can't even stand through your wife's fucking speech at her own party like come on dude get yeah. it together Why i think you... all that stuff with giselle is bullshit too but he's starting to make it look worse at this point you know yeah like, i i kind of think with i agree with ray you can at least just say listen i didn't you know i thought we we're just having a conversation i did not realize it was making you feel uncomfortable and i'm really sorry that you that you felt that way but it really was not my intention like i think just the clearing of the air thing is fine but instead he's acting he's so he's sulking around like he's in one of those annoying boxing movies, you know, where it's like, oh man, I can't fight anymore. I'm going to sit on the side and be angry at someone. And then I'm going to fight even harder next time, you know? Yeah. Um, he's not doing great for himself over there. Also, you know, you're going to have to apologize anyway, dude, because at some point, even if you wait till the third episode of the reunion, at some point, you're just going to, Giselle's going to stick to her guns and say, I felt uncomfortable, period. That's it. All I said was, I felt uncomfortable. That's it. I'm not changing. I'm not going to change that for you. And eventually he's going to have to say, well, sorry, I didn't mean to make you feel uncomfortable. So why prolong it? Yeah. Uh, control your narrative, sir. Control yeah. it. It's not an admission of guilt saying, I'm sorry you felt uncomfortable, you crazy pants. I was just trying to have a conversation with you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So anyway, it ends with Chris sitting on the balcony all pissed off. And yeah. um, that's that. <laughs> the toothpick when when guys ha like have a toothpick in their mouth they just have it in their mouth it has never oh, not looked just, stupid <laughs> it's, it's just it's just like the dude just like it's like like you what are you from greece or something i just don't i i don't understand it like it's supposed to be some macho thing it's like it's a toothpick congratulations you're chomping on a very slender piece of wood yeah well Spoiler alert, next week we find out Chris died in White Lotus. So <laughs> hope you guys can make Too it soon, back Ronnie. for that one. <laughs> you don't you didn't you didn't give people a 15 second countdown. <laughs> Go tweet about it, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for being with us. Bye everyone. Watch what crappins would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Alison King. Ashley Savoni, she don't take no baloney. She's not just a Sheila, she's a Daniela. Itchels. Dana C. Dana Do. Aaron McNicholas, she don't miss no trickolus. Hava Nagila Weber. Jamie, she has no less namey. Sipped some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Kristen the Piston Anderson. She's always supplying, it's Kelly Ryan. Megan Berg, you can't have a burger without the Berg. You're never alone with Lacey Monteleone. Let's give a kisserino to Lisa Lino. There ain't no problem that Sarah Salvia can't solve ya. The Bay Area Betches. Betches. And our super premium sponsors, the incredible edible Matthew sisters. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. Always the wiser is Allison Weasler. She's not harsh, she's Jill Hirsch. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. Erica, 500 days of summers. She's the queen bee, it's Sarah Lemke. Undo your fasteners, it's Aaron Kastner. We love him madly, it's Kyle Pod Chadley. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. My favorite Murdo, 
Karen McMurdo. Nobody holds a candle to Jamie Kendall. Give him hell, Miss Noel. Can't have a meal without the Emily sides. Let's get real with Caitlin O'Neill. We want to hang with Liz Lang. Shannon out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking Violet Kuchar. We love you guys.